Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 40, John and Wendy Talk to Josh Rock. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you tonight, John? I'm very well. How are you? It seems like I haven't talked to you in, well, it's been at least a week. But it's it seems been at least longer. a week. <laughs> been a little bit longer, I guess. Yeah, you well. Had a, you had a, a great trip to North Dakota. I want to hear all about it. Yes, went to Bismarck, North Dakota, um, which had to uh, correct our friend uh, Kate Bishop because she had put out that she was going to be in Fargo, and I was like, oh, sorry, sweetie, uh, we're <laughs> going to Bismarck. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she was going to go to Fargo for something else. <laughs> right, maybe there was something I was missing, um, but yeah, we went up to, we were up in uh, Bismarck, North Dakota for the uh, Workforce and HR Conference that Dakota puts on. Excellent, excellent conference. Did my first official SHRM presentation talking about networking. What else am I going to talk about, right? And I got to listen to Kate talk about her favorite topic of sexual harassment. Got to meet Neen James. Have you ever met her, John? I have not. I've heard her name. I see her out there on social, but I've never met her. She is a hoot. So she did drop in on my live Twitter chat, which was awesome. But she is just a teeny little thing. She is short, but she is just this ball of energy like you would not believe. And it was a, a sheer pleasure to meet her. So hopefully at the next conference that you'll get a chance to meet her. I'm hoping to run into her again because uh, it was it was fantastic to meet her. And I'd love to sit down and have a glass of wine or, well, maybe not coffee. I, I don't know if coffee would <laughs> do Might be well a bit much. <laughs> But it was it was a fabulous time and a huge shout out to all the folks at North Dakota Sherm. They put on a fantastic conference. Maybe we'll have to uh, maybe we'll have to go do some uh, podcasting up there with them. I think that would be a lot of fun. I, I would appreciate that opportunity. That sounds fantastic. But yeah, we'll have to talk to John Friend and uh, and get. I think it's in Grand Forks next year, which isn't quite as bad as uh, Fargo as uh, Bismarck. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, Fargo would be the best choice, but uh, you know. When it when it bounces around like that, you can't can't be too picky. Yeah. Well, so, uh, we've we've talked North Dakota, Sherman. I know yes. uh, our guest that we're getting ready to introduce. You're going to be seeing in just a little bit for yep. Minnesota, Sherm. So why don't we get to? The, we'll let you make that introduction. and We'll get going. Yeah, I think that sounds like a great idea. So we are super excited to welcome Josh Rock to the podcast tonight. He is a recruiter and sourcing strategist with Fairview Health, a large academic based health group in the Twin Cities. He is heavily involved in many HR focus groups like Minnesota Sherm, the Recruiters Network, and Job Hunt Chat. On top of all of that, he's involved in his kids' activities. In fact, he's actually at a hockey arena right now, which is pretty impressive. So, Josh, welcome to the show tonight. And dare I ask, what is in your glass? Thanks for having me on the show tonight, guys. I definitely appreciate you you having me along for the ride. My glass, uh, as much as I'd love to say... I could be like Wendy and have wine. I'm actually highly caffeinated on green beverage known as Mountain Dew. Now, <laughs> granted, I won't drink it all, but, you know, I may have enough just to keep the edge off of all the kids that are around me. I got to keep up with all, all 47, four, five, six, seven-year-olds that I have to coordinate and their parents. So uh, highly, co- highly caffeinated. So you're wow. kittens. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a whole other job, Josh. How do you <laughs> – you know, the the job is one thing, hurting candidates and hurting managers. But then when I'm done, I got to come hurt kids and their parents. So it's, you know, you got to do what you got to do. It's all about the same. Well, have, having exactly. said that, Josh, I know we've, you know, we've had a chance to meet a bit uh, in Chicago this summer and 
and chat. I don't really know a lot about your background, though, as far as, you know, how exactly did you get into recruiting in the HR world? I think I fell into it, probably on my head or maybe on my face. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it uh, it started, I uh, I went to school for law, of all things. Uh, I'm not, you know, totally Kate Bischoff-like. I didn't go get my JD and all that. But uh, after going to school, I, I got into advertising. My family had been in newspapers, my dad and my grandfather. And I got into that through college. It actually helped me pay for college a little bit. And so I started in advertising right out of the gate. I actually left school before graduating to get into it. Did a couple different things in, in, in advertising, started in newspapers, went into radio, and landed at this company called JobDig. They were a recruitment marketing company out of Minneapolis. Uh, we actually had a, a publication in Wendy's Great State of South Dakota. We would sell recruitment ads to HR people that were having a hard time finding candidates. And through that company, we helped develop a number of product through and past the recession. In 2012, I decided to leave the company and go help my clients face-to-face, actually help them from the inside out. And one of the biggest pillars that I worked in was with, with, with healthcare. And so I started with a local health group out of uh, St. Cloud here, St. Cloud Hospital, helped them do some of the things that I was doing outside, but inside of their uh, doors, giving them back power and control uh, versus their ad agencies. And it all went from there. Fast forward, you know, from 2013 to where we are right now, uh, I've been with Fairview now three and a half years. I do the sourcing strategy. I work with uh, two sourcers. We help uh, kind of build and fill the pipelines of our recruiters and our HR folks for uh, candidates. Um, But then I also manage my own rec pool, uh, primarily of high-level positions, finance, leadership, clinical, non-clinical positions. So it's, it's a blast. Very cool. Currently, like you said, a recruiter in a large healthcare facility. I've done that. Going to do that again. Mm -hmm. I'm excited about getting back into that. Mm Let's talk about some of those challenges of recruiting for a healthcare facility and how do you make your organization stand out to attract those candidates? You know, it starts with uh, collaboration. As we all know in HR, it's not foreign language to say marketing doesn't like us because they don't want to give up control. I mean, come on. It starts with, you know, really working with them and fostering the employment brand, kind of working together on how do we really get this, this vision of what we need and where we want to go out to market. But then it's going out and pounding the pavement. It's going out to events. We've got a great relationship in Minneapolis with the Opportunity Center, which is a place for predominantly our Somali community to come down and find out about job opportunities, interview right then and there on the spot, and hopefully land roles within our facility and our systems. A number of other employers go there as well, but those are areas that we can go in and, and help serve the underserved um, communities of our area. And it really works to help us fill some of the positions that maybe we don't get as many candidates for. We're going to do everything that everybody else is doing. We're going to do the Indies, the LinkedIn's, the Glassdoors, you name it. Now, granted, even though we're large in, in scope and comparison, I'm a nonprofit. I can't afford to do what Nike's doing and some of those other things. And so I got to do it on a smaller budget. And so it's more looking at how do we do it, analyzing everything, you know, getting to the heart of what's best for us and making sure that we hold dear the stewardship that every dollar we spend really belongs to the patients. And so there's a lot of things to it. It's not a one-man ship. We've got a lot of people on our team that are kind of constantly going out and doing things and helping us get out there. But st- you know, getting people to, to our opportunities is one. Then you got to get them to show up. you got to have them keep coming back to work. You know, so it's, it's being creative, being flexible, creating solutions to stem problems before they even occur. I I think one of the huge challenges, you know, you show up to an event and have to help people understand that you do more than hire doctors and nurses. 
you know, and there's there's a huge gamut of people that have to run a hospital or healthcare center. So helping to get that word out can sometimes be a challenge. I speak at a lot of colleges uh, around the area and I love going to the, uh, to speak to the athletes and the finance majors because they're like, what, what, where am I going to find for a job at a hospital? (laughs) How do you think a hospital runs? Especially a nonprofit. I mean, the, the dollars, the, the few dollars that we do have are the lifeblood of the organization. And so we got to maintain that and, and set the right expectations. And I, I love it when I walk up to one of those students and they're like, I really don't want to work for a big insurance company or a bank. I want to do something more. I said, well, funny, you could do that here. And uh, we talk about it. Next thing you know, they're, they're you know, over the moon about it. And they're really interested and want to apply. It's fun to make that help them make that connection. And it is one of the things I miss about working in healthcare is that you feel like you're, you have a connection where you're helping people without getting your hands dirty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always sometimes, tell people, sometimes there's a reason do. I work on the paper side of a hospital and not the blood side of a hospital. <laughs> yeah, there are a few times, though, where uh, recruiters end up on the blood side. We won't get into that too much, but uh, I've seen a few incidents where that's happened, though. Josh, you, you've been part of the blog squad for some time with Sherman. Again, we, we talked about meeting Wendy and I first taking part this summer, but you know, how did you first get involved? And if you can recall, what's your, what's your favorite conference memory to being part of the team? Oh man, I, there's, there's a few of them. I'll come back to the memory thing in a second. I'll, I'll try to drum it down to one. How I got started when I was at JobDig, one of the big things that we did was we built a partnership with Minnesota Sherm where it was almost a revenue share program where as, you know, let's say Wendy worked for a company in St. Cloud, Minnesota, um, and Wendy was a Sherm member, she'd tell me that she was a member and we'd give a portion of whatever her ad dollars were back to her chapter to fund programs or send them to conferences, that kind of jazz. And so it really kind of started there. And so I started going to the conferences as a, as a vendor. Shortly after that, I got thrust into kind of helping them make the Minnesota Sherm conferences a little bit better by bringing in different energy, doing different events. I threw some pretty crazy uh, parties and people had a blast with it. I know John Friend, who you mentioned earlier in the show, came down for a couple of them. I think one was an 80s theme party. Now, it's surprising to hear that John Friend wearing Zubas and a um, spiked hair wig. It happened, and I have photo evidence, but that's where it started. And, uh, you know, I got into connecting with the likes of Andy Kale and others and got, you know, kind of into the, the Sherm pool really quick and did it for a number of years. I was the Minnesota Conference Director, also known as the Minnesota version of John Jorgensen, who some of your uh, listeners may know. You know, so it, I got into it deep and uh, I've been able to be a part of the social media team, uh, the blog squad, as we call it, for a number of, number of years. And so it's really been a blast. Andrew and Mary Kay and, and the, the, those folks, they just do a great job of bringing in different voices. Not everybody's a a million, you know, person blog viewer, that kind of stuff. But it's one of those where they they bring in different voices and and it's fun. They make it fun. It's not just work. Um, And that's why people keep coming back to it. It was loads of fun. All right. Memory. Favorite Favorite memory. Okay. I'm going to go back. (laughs) No, it's okay. So I'm going to go back to Sherm Atlanta um, where my, my new buddy at the time, Dwayne Lay, and I wanted to do something a little more for Sherm. And so we pulled in the HR Puckheads. If you don't know what the HR Puckheads are or know anything about it, go to my LinkedIn. You can read about my blog or the post that I had in the Sherm Magazine about that. Tells you a little bit about the backstory. But what we did is we decided to play street hockey in Centennial Park in Atlanta. (laughs) And think about a bunch of 
older 30-something, 40-something, 50-something guys playing street hockey in Centennial Park. And we got some sponsors. We raised some money. We bought, you know, one of the sponsors, or Sherm, I think, even helped us buy the gear and the nets and the pucks and all of that. We later then donated all of that equipment to the Boys and Girls Club of Atlanta. And then the money that we raised, we donated to the Sherm Foundation in Atlanta Mission. And that kind of started a run of different fundraising events um, at the Sherman Annual Conferences. We did a, a bowling event in, in Orlando. We did a poetry slam in Las Vegas. We did kickball in Chicago. Um, so we had this run of events that we just did to, one, to bring the social media people together, whether they were involved or not so involved, but then also do it to provide back to the communities that we were hanging out in for a week. And so that's probably one of my greatest mem- you know, memories is, is just doing that organizing it, getting everybody involved, having a blast, and then giving a bunch of money back to some folks that maybe are less fortunate in those communities that we were visiting. That's awesome. Yeah, that's tremendous. I I love that you've given all the hockey equipment to the Boys and Girls Club. I'm sure they appreciated that a lot. All right, let's talk Twitter chat. We we have ours. Um, You're involved with Job Hunt Chat. Monday's 9 p.m. Eastern time, so got to get off this soon enough so we can all jump on the Job Hunt Chat tonight. Tell us a little bit, how did that chat get started? How did you get involved? And what do you really enjoy about being a chat moderator? Job Hunt Chat started, oh, what, 10 plus years ago. Uh, Rich DiMatteo out of uh, Philly, also known as at Corn on the Job. Started the chat as a way for HR, HR people and, and candidates to, um, you know, share ideas. Job seekers can get their questions answered about how to navigate the process, how to make connections, those types of things. And it's just kept going from there. Every Monday, except for those that land on holidays, we are there having HR friends and HR folks from across the country and now across the globe provide advice to job seekers alike. How I got involved in it, when I was with JobDig, uh, we didn't have the huge monster Indeed career builder budgets to advertise. And so I took it upon myself just to, I found this chat once and, and I jumped in and just started contributing and promoting, you know, JobDig and LinkUp, which is still a job search engine, promote those tools to job seekers. So people would say in their intro what kind of job they were looking for in the city that they were in. At the very end of the chat, I would send them a list of jobs for them in their city. Uh, as a way to promote the website and also promote our client. And so I was there every week, just like I am now, promoting and, and, and talking to candidates and those types of things and conveying the struggles of HR people back to the candidates so that they were on mutual ground. And I just stayed with it. After a few years, Rich decided to uh, fade off into the background. I took over and I brought in a bunch of new moderators. Uh, Nicole Roberts, got Barb Buckner, Jen Novak, Tim Baker, so a good, you know, four or five of us, we each have a week of the month, um, go on and, and moderate. We're there to help each other out. But we, a lot of us still join, even when it's not our main week to moderate, just so candidates have more people to bounce ideas off of. It was, it's been kind of fun to bring in different moderators from different parts of the country, but then also people from Canada. And we've had people from other countries as well joining in and dropping nuggets of information. So candidates have more opportunities to understand about. That's awesome. It's a fun chat. I I really enjoy jumping on Monday nights. I'm glad it's an hour earlier so I can. (laughs) (laughs) I I did it just for you, Wendy, because I remember you you, you were saying, Josh, could you do just a little early for you, Wendy? Anything. (laughs) All right. Well, Josh, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the Half Hour Question Connection. First question for you is, do you remember how we first connected? Wendy, I got to admit it's got to be job hunt chat because if I'm wrong, <laughs> something's wrong. 
I think you're right. I this is one of those questions where we're like, ow, I don't know the answer. We meet a lot of people online. And I met John through you, so it it it's your fault that I know John. Well, I'd have to say it's probably the first time somebody didn't say next chat, so I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, talk to us a little bit about how networking's helped in your career and what's been really effective for you when it comes to networking. I love networking. I am, uh, anytime that I can get out and meet people face-to-face and get out from behind the computer screen or behind my phone, I will do it. When I first started my career, I was really kind of behind the scenes. I really didn't, wasn't really engaging. It wasn't until I really got into the SHRM world and HR world that I really started to kind of pull that out and really start to harness it and, and get out there. And so, you know, some of the folks, uh, whether it was the, you know, the John Friends, the Tiffany Keels, the Dwayne Lays, uh, John Jorgens, I mean, get some of those folks that just said, hey, come to our stuff, come hang out. We're going to introduce you to everybody we know. And I've had to give it back to everybody else since. Whether it's the college students that I work with as the college relations director of Minnesota Sherm, or just general job seekers. I had one lady that called me today and she said, hey, I'm looking for a new job. And I said, well, who do you want to know? Where do you want to go? And I'm like, I will find you three connections before the end of the week. I want to do that. If somebody wants it, let's do it. I've always been that way since I kind of figured it out. And I can't ask for help if I don't give it first. That's been a big, big factor for me. And that has to come you know, directly out of networking. We give because others have given to us and to get back. That's, it's that big circle, yeah. circle, the circle of life. Josh, who do you read and follow for HR Insights? Well, Wendy, that would be predicated on the fact that I actually get a chance to read. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't, I, honestly, I don't get a chance to read a lot. The, to, the, the reading that I do get usually comes in the form of 140 to 100 or 280 characters, also known as Twitter. <laughs> I just don't get a chance to read much. I just don't really get a chance to, to read a ton. Now, granted, if, if you haven't read Steve Brown's book, pick it up. I've picked it up. I've read it cover to cover now three times. Steve is my buddy. I advocated to every HR student that I talked to to go pick it up. In fact, I've given it away in the past. So that's one of the, it's, it's not as much about Steve being this huge pillar of wisdom. Steve is just a genuine dude who tells it like it is. And I want other folks to, you know, get off their little totem pole or their little pedestal and get down to, get down to best tax. And Steve tells it like it is that way. Uh, I love it. And that's kind of the, the, the way that I run too. Do we need to like ch- help the money get over to Steve or back? I don't know how that works, John. <laughs> eh, I don't know. He's there. He's Hasn't getting... he sponsored your chat yet? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, should have, you, should, you should have him as a sponsor. <laughs> He'll he be listens, listening. So... He'll, we'll let him hear it. We'll let him hear it. He, he's, yeah. he, he's, he's a big proponent. So, yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> pass it along. Josh, how about in terms of giving back uh, to the HR community? How do you enjoy doing that? got another hour. I, I'm, I'm a big proponent of giving back. I mean, it started with me getting into this area. It started with me giving back from the, the, uh, the job dig program that I started uh, with, you know, giving back to this, the, the local chapters. I've done it since day one. I've been in this industry and I continue to do it because there are a number of folks like me who fall into this, don't know everybody. And why not make that world a little bit easier? Uh, I still speak at 30 to 40, you know, college events a year. I speak at a number of community events a year. I do it because I enjoy it. It's not a job. Job stands for just over broke. I do it because it's part of my career, and, and passion sits behind career. Oh, you, you like the job, the just over broke I part? Like that. Anyway. I haven't heard that before. Use it. I use it all the time, and people laugh every time I do it because it, it's true. You know, when when you talk about giving back, we've all been there. 
you know, it all stems from how we got to where we are now or who mentored us from before. And we owe it to those that come from behind us or that are alongside us to give them that, that as well. You know what, like I said, whether it's the students and going and, you know, holding student conferences or making yourself available to 10 minute phone calls on your way home during your commute, any little way that I can give back, I'm all about it. Cool. Josh, what is your favorite movie? If I, if I say Rudy, John Jorgensen is probably going to want to send a lightning bolt after me. The, the hockey fan in me would say miracle, but I, I have to go, I'm going to go corny Kevin Costner and I'm going to go feel the dreams. It's one of those movies I go back to all the time. I've watched it with my dad a number of times. Um, my dad and I still like to go out and have a catch. My sons like, you know, come up to me when I'm sitting there working on a Sunday. Hey, dad, you want to go and have a catch or go shoot hockey pucks? It's the same idea. It's enjoying the people that are around you while they're still there. It's, it's just one of those timeless flicks. You know, granted, it's sappy and cheesy and, you know, you know do you want to go to Iowa? Well, maybe sometime, but, you know, not today. Uh, <laughs> How about your favorite musician or band? Well, being that I used to work in radio, that could run a number of different uh, genres and, and bands. <laughs> Probably the one that I've I've drawn a, a closest tie to the most would be uh, Garth Brooks. I've seen him a number of times. In fact, last September or a year ago, September, I went to Wendy's Great State of South Dakota and brought my son for his sixth birthday to Garth in Sioux Falls. And we had a custom sign made. We had a custom T-shirt made. I think the back of his shirt said, uh, Garth, thanks for playing my sixth birthday party. Nice. And, <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, he was here had, for a uh, long time. He was there for like 11 shows. And I brought my mom and my stepdad and my wife and kids. And uh, we had seats. My mom, I got my mom handicapped seats right behind the stage. First level, first nice. row. My my little son, my seven year old, um, when he turned six, we we went down and sat behind her about halfway through the show, and he held his sign with the biggest smile on his face. And Garth turned around, waved at him, waved his hat at him, and he thought he was king. You know what for the day? Um, <laughs> had a blast. But my my boys listen to him every night. They know the words. Unlike that, you know that rap stuff that you could hear on your top forty radio station. These are actually words. You know, most of them anyway are ones that they can uh, understand. <laughs> We don't. We won't talk about the drinking ones too much, but no, it's just good stuff. Um, the one thing I really like about him is that he gives back as much. Every city that he goes into and does a show, he does a sporting uh, camp through his tie-ins with the different major leagues and college leagues. I know in South Dakota, I think he did some stuff with the Vikings and the local sports team out there too. In Notre, uh, he's playing in Notre Dame here later this month. He did a event with the athletic department there, and then he also does habitat builds too in most of those cities. So a lot going on. And he's just a genuine dude. I've met him once before and just a real genuine dude. That's why I enjoy him. Well, Josh, I know you're super busy, but do you have a favorite TV show? Well, I wish I could have a favorite TV show. My wife owns the DVR, actually the oh. two DVRs in our house. So besides her survivor and big brother and all that jazz, the classic guy in me would say NHL tonight, which is no longer on, but I going current. I'm going to probably go NCIS New Orleans or suits. I don't think we watch NCIS New Orleans so I can find find the places that I go to, and then suits just because I'm a I get a lot my law geek on every now and then because I can't call Kate every day. That would be entertaining though. You you should come hang out with Kate and I. It's like uh, Donnie and Marie. Oh, it's fantastic. I, I you know maybe I'll have to come up a to St. Cloud a little early. Well, you could. Days. I mean, St. 
Cloud is is Kate in my town. We went to middle school together. That's what she said. So I'll see how early I can get up there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Josh, as I as I look at the list and try to make connection, I will say that I think Barry Melrose has the sweetest haircut of anybody in any. Yeah, or at least he did. I don't know if he's kept the sweet, sweet mullet or not. But yeah, oh, as as that, that, he still has some sick flow. It's a little yeah. gray, but he's got some yeah. sick flow still. He well, he he wins as far as hockey. That's that's kind of the extent of my knowledge of the game. Yeah, I, I went when I was a kid to a lot of minor league stuff, but I haven't followed it. Having said that, I, I think I know the answer already. If you're not watching Field of Dreams, listening to Garth, or watching hockey, or or some of the other shows you mentioned, what else do you like to be doing outside of work? So it's a lot of hockey, man, whether I'm coordinating our mini mites or taking my boys to a college game and letting them grow connections with their mentors. I just enjoy the game. In fact, I was talking to my dad earlier today. And we're talking about the uh, home opener of our UMD Bulldogs. Oh, yes. By the way, national champs last year against the Gophers. But I got to get that plug in there. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's a great game. I enjoy it. I like to go camping. I like to go hunting when I can. But it's usually it's usually hockey related. All right. And Josh, if you weren't Working in human resources, what do you think you'd be doing professionally? <laughs> um, hockey, hockey, I'd be in HR, exact hockey, either hockey <laughs> operations in a for a college team, or actually, I'll be hanging out with the uh, HR director for the Minnesota Wild here uh, later this <sighs> month because she'll be coming to the Minnesota Recruiters Conference. Monica's fantastic; she's a great gal. I love getting able to ch- to chat with her, and then maybe drop a little nugget if she needs a little HR help. I'd be happy to come join her. I think we need an HR night at the Wild. I would come for that. We could we could probably get that down. I haven't been to a hockey game since I left Colorado. I used to follow the Avalanche. I love going. I don't like watching hockey on TV. I love going to games. And there's not a lot of that here. Well, no. <laughs> no, not, not a lot. There's some. I mean, Sioux Falls has got the USHL team, which is good. Yep. We we have not a lot. Uh, we have the the Blizzard high school college age team and they're yeah. a lot of fun to go to we actually sold girl scout cookies there last season that was oh, fun. very good yeah but it would be fun to see a major league game the wild actually start their season against colorado in colorado this week before they come home to play the vegas golden knights in their home opener lots of cool connections to uh, minnesota hockey in colorado or in denver dominic Tananato, who's my uh, my son's buddy is a uh, second year uh in his sophomore season with the Avs from UMD. So uh, oh, wow. we watch her, we watch, we watch a little Avs hockey. Not a lot. We watch her, we watch a little Avs hockey. It's been a while. I was, I was there when the Avs arrived in Colorado when they started. Uh, that was, oh. it was a lot of fun to watch them bring the Stanley cup home first, first time out. But I, I guess I'm going to have to I was really subtitle in... this show, the <laughs> HR hockey episode, which I did not expect. I have to admit I... I I didn't either, but yeah, we'll have to do John, that, Josh. That'd be fun. Easily do an HR puckheads. We could do an HR puckheads takeover, John. I can get <laughs> Mike Vandervoort. I well, get John Jorgensen, John Friend. I can bring them on. You let I, me know. I, I would be happy to do that later, but I, I do have to say I, I want to congratulate you because you did. You survived the question yes. connection and, and you survived yes. the conversation. And I know I've I've learned a, a lot tonight, uh, more more than I necessarily would have thought about other stuff. But, but I, I, Josh, I will say I'm really really glad we we're able to make it work, yes. and appreciate you. You know, knowing how busy you are outside of work, work to really have this second job hurting kids and parents and what you're doing. For those that don't know you, that have heard you now and are definitely want to go out and follow you, what's the best way for those folks to reach you out there? You can uh, connect with me on Twitter, at jrock96. Also, my hockey number, 
there so you don't understand what that deal is. Connect with me on LinkedIn. If you uh, don't just send me a connection invite, drop me an email uh, with your with your phone number and I will call you. Trust me, it happens. I'm not one that hides behind my email. I will literally call you out of the blue. Just ask Steve Brown, John Jorgensen. Uh, they'll tell you that Josh doesn't reach out an email. He just picks up the phone and calls you. So you want to connect, let's find a time to jam and I will be glad to make a call with you. Very good. We will put that in the show notes and I will take you up Done. on that too. All right. <laughs> Wendy, Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for listeners to find you? You know, I would love to see you all on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, the fourth Sunday of each month, you will see me on Twitter at the HR Social Hour chat, 7 p.m. How about you, John? Very, very simple. If you go to hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com, you'll find all my different connections there. And while you're there, download an episode or two, rate and review, and help us to continue to build the community. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect, give back, and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. 